Hey, good morning again. Um, let's see. Second John. Can we turn that monitor on for me, please, somebody? Truth and love. We talked about truth and love. Let's read the verses again. Just uh, Second John. Uh, if you haven't already turned there, we're in the, in the book of Second John. And uh, it says in verses 1 and 2, The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth, which lives in us, and will be with us forever. This whole uh, fabulous subject of truth and love. You know, the truth in our world, it, it's just pretty much flexible. Whatever is current, that's what the truth is. But the truth that God has revealed, the truth that God has given to us in Jesus, in his son Jesus, and in the word of God, that's the truth that, that really stands up. That's the truth that lives uh, in us that will be with us forever and ever. You remember when Pilate, Pontius Pilate was, was uh, standing there talking to Jesus, what did he say? He said a lot of things, but what did he say? He said, what is truth? And truth was standing right in front of him. We miss the truth sometimes because we, we miss the truth about who Jesus is, about God and his son. But, but Jesus promised that if, you, that if you abide in his word and you let his word you know, abide in, uh, in you and in, in us, it says we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. That's what we want. That's what we need. So we want to know the truth. We want to believe the truth and we want to obey the truth. Now today, we kind of move uh, to the next verse and uh, it's a greeting. So, I was thinking about, you know, the greetings. This is kind of our standard greeting, isn't it? What's up? Or, or it's something like, was up? Or it's just, what up? There's no S in there. We, we just kind of like, twi you know, we can kind of play around with that as much as we want. You know, we say that to each other. And we had this little, you know, greeting time here a little while ago. You probably said it to somebody. Hey. Hey, is, that's a greeting now. Hey. And you're supposed to go, hey, back. Like, it's so deep. It's so meaningful. You know, someone says to you, how's it going? What do you, what's your answer? Good. That's the, that's the typical teenage answer. Oh, how was that thing you went to? Good. How are you doing? Good. Are you having any problems? Good. <laughs> it's just the standard answer. It means nothing, right? I'm trying to challenge us to think about the words that we use, the words that we say, because we see words here, and this is like incredibly deep, incredibly meaningful, but it was a greeting. You know, we, we, we send out greeting cards, or we used to. We don't anymore. Now we send text messages. And that's, that's deep. You know, we can't bother to go to the store and buy something and put a stamp on it. Like, that's, oh, that's way too much work. And they have those little funny ones you can get online, you know, that explode when you open them. And they, you know, they, happy birthday and all that nonsense. Look at this greeting, though, here in verse 3. This is a greeting. Verse 3, what does it say? 
Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. Grace, mercy, and peace. Let me read it again. From God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. Can you imagine if someone said that to you when they're, you haven't seen them in a while and they, and they quoted this to you or they, it was like from their heart? You'd go like, whoa. But the common greeting of the day was grace and peace. It was like shalom in the Hebrew and the Greek was peace, Irene, where we get our name, Irene. Grace and peace is it's, it's the way they greeted each other. But this greeting here, and again, the, the greetings that we find in the scripture, it's like packed with meaning, packed with power. Matthew Henry called it an apostolic benediction. Not just a greeting, but an apostolic benediction. And the word benediction, I love that word, it means good words. Benediction. Good words. I think we should use more benedictions, and I, and I should remember like to close our services with benedictions because they're good words and they're, they're, they're full of power and meaning. But these three words here, I, you know, I started looking at this and, I, and I've been thinking about this, these grace, mercy, and peace. It's like they, they've been reverberating in my head and there's not a lot in there to, you know, so it bounces around quite a bit. But, but, but truthfully, these three words, it just kind of makes me want to shout. Grace, mercy, and peace. It makes me want to just shout it out. Because this is what God the Father and His Son Jesus want to give to us. This isn't just hello, hey. You know, the New Testament letters, you know, we have our three sections in the New Testament, right? We have history, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. And then we have a whole section of letters, epistles, we call them, but they're letters. And then the last book is, is prophecy, right? The book of Revelation. So, but in these letters, this whole section, uh, there's 21 letters. All but two of them have greetings. All but two of them. The, the only two that don't are the book of Hebrews, and 1 John, interestingly enough. We're in 2 John now. But all of them have greetings. Peter, in his two letters, he, he starts them with this. He says, grace and peace be yours in abundance. Now, even if we, even if we gave that kind of greeting to one another, it's, it's much shorter than what John gives us here. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Do you think they might respond a little differently? They might think you're weird or, or a nut. Or they might go, wow, I need that. I need that in abundance part, especially. Paul, in his 13 epistles, he, he says this. He says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's pretty much that way. There's a, a couple of slight variations, but it's pretty much that way uh, through, through his, his letters, except for 1 and 2 Timothy. 1 and 2 Timothy say, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace. And that's what we have here. 
Most of the, most of the greetings are, are grace and peace, because again, that was the common sort of greeting. But John adds grace, mercy, and peace here. Paul in 1st and 2nd Timothy. Now, 1st and 2nd Timothy were written to Timothy, who was a what? A pastor and an elder. And so I'm going, wow. Yeah. Mercy. We, we need mercy, don't we? One more I'll mention, Jude. His greeting goes like this. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. He starts off with mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Can you just say that to somebody next to you? Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Say that to somebody next to you. Can you do that? Don't be, don't be embarrassed. Don't feel weird. This is the truth of God's word. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. And if you said that with meaning to somebody, imagine. How many people are going to say, wow, I need all that? How did you know? How did you know I needed that? I needed the mercy. I need peace and love. I need grace. Notice he says here in 2 John verse 3, he says that these things, they come from God the Father. And they come from Jesus Christ the Father's Son. And they will be with us. It's like a confident uh, you know, statement that he makes. These things will be with us in truth and love. He brings that idea of truth again. In truth and love, we experience, somebody said, this grace, mercy, and peace. In truth and in love. Grace, mercy, and peace. When you leave here today, I want, I want those words to be kind of rolling around in your head too. When, and, and you wake up in the middle of the night, if you do, you'll think grace, mercy, and peace. Grace, mercy, and peace. Let's just break it down, huh? Let's look at these three. Can we do that? I got time. I got like an hour here. Last week I went long. This week, one never knows. First one here, and I'm, I'm not going to have you turn to all these verses, but I'm going to quote them. I, I, somebody kind of laid them out, and I, I like the, the verses that they put together. But this idea of grace, first of all, is, is God's unmerited favor. Unmerited. That means we don't do anything to deserve it. If you notice, uh, in our day today, basically, you look at the commercials and, and, and the idea today is that you deserve to have this item. This car, you deserve it. Really? What did you do to deserve anything? Because you're such a wonderful person? Because you never do anything wrong? Because whatever. The truth of the matter is that we deserve nothing. And, and God's favor, His unmerited favor, Matthew Henry said, divine favor and goodwill, He gives it to us freely. He just gives it to us. I'll quote the, the, one of the uh, well-known statements about grace is getting what we don't deserve. Someone says God's riches at Christ's expense. It's given to us, giving to us what we do not deserve. That's grace. So you're saying to somebody, grace to you. 
That God's favor would be all over you and, it's, and you don't have to do anything to earn it. You can't deserve it in any way, shape, or form. This is just the way God is. And may God's unmerited favor be upon you. That's what John is saying here. May God's unmerited favor be with you in truth and in love. It all starts with grace. It all starts with the fact that our God is a good, there's a song out now, he, the good, the good, the goodness. That's our God, the goodness of God that, that he just wants to pour out his favor upon us. That's what grace is. That's why the guy wrote the song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. Not because I was so, you know, amazing. No, the grace of God is what is amazing. So let me just read these verses. John 1.14 said, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Who are we talking about? We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, and get this, full of grace and truth. Jesus came, He was full of grace and truth. We've seen His glory. John 1.14 and John 1.16 says this, from the fullness of his grace, Jesus' is grace, full of grace and truth, says we have all received one blessing after another. We have all received one bless- blessing after another. And, and, you know, any blessing that we have, we, we can point to him and say thank you. Paul the Apostle, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, a verse that you probably know, Paul says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough. We sang it today. He said, my power is made perfect in weakness, God says. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. His grace is enough for us. So when you say grace and John says grace, he's, he's talking about something that is sufficient. It's enough. It's, it's all-encompassing. It will meet every and all of our needs. But James, the half-brother of Jesus, he, he talked about it and, and he said this, but he gives us more grace. Not just grace, but more grace. He gives us more grace. But then he goes on to say this. That is why the scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to who? To the humble. To the humble. That's somebody who says, you know what, I need need that grace. The proud, he doesn't, he opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble. But one of my favorite verses, 1 Peter 5.10, I've gone back to it many times. He says, The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. The God of all grace will do that for you, he says. Peter makes it so clear. So I want to just shout it out. Grace. Grace to you. 
Every, every letter but two have this greeting in it. And, and most of them include this idea of grace. The second one is what? Mercy. And it should, there we go. And the word mercy means free pardon and forgiveness. As I said, it's only found in First and Second Timothy, this here in Second John, and then Jude uses the term mercy. This idea of mercy is incredible, isn't it? Free pardon and forgiveness. It's also defined like this, kindness or goodwill towards the miserable and afflicted, joined with a desire to help them. Kindness or goodwill towards the miserable and afflicted, joined with a desire to help them. In other words, compassion. The mercy of God. Someone said this, that the mercy flows out of God's grace. The grace comes first, and then this mercy kind of flows out of that grace. Another uh, way to, to describe it is not getting what we do deserve. So we have grace as, you know, getting what we don't deserve, and mercy is not getting what we do deserve. Mercy. If you've ever played... Uh, baseball or softball, and, and this is on church leagues and in uh, youth leagues, they have what they call the mercy rule. That means if you're getting wiped out by the other team, they, they, they can stop and you can have some mercy. You don't see that in the big leagues, do you? They just keep pouring it on, man. I'm going to wipe, I'm just going to... Beef up those stats. But God has mercy for us. Lamentations 3, you know, you know these verses as well. He says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Found in that hymn, the great hymn, Great is Your Faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. What kind of trouble would you and I be if they were only once a month? <laughs> once a year. His mercies are new every morning, every single morning, every single day for you and I, the mercies of God. Psalm 23, you all know this one as well, don't you? Surely goodness. And what? And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days. Every morning. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 103 verse 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He's just like, it's just abounding in mercy. Paul says in Ephesians, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive 
with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. We see mercy and grace combined in that verse, Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. I don't know about you, but this, this mercy is something that, that I need every single day. You and I need the mercy of God. We don't deserve anything. What we do deserve, we are not given because of the mercy of God. The last one is what? Peace. Peace. Defined as tranquility or harmony. or Really, the, the idea is really a peace. It's being uh, peace between two parties where you have war and the war is over. We don't have to look very far to see in our world that there's not a lot of peace. In fact, there are wars going on right now all over the place in, in many, many different countries, many different, uh, for many different reasons. There's war. There's, there's not a lot of peace between human beings. But John says, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father, from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son. Someone said this, it's the, it's the exemption from the rage and the havoc of war. Exemption from the rage and the havoc of war. Someone else said this, peace flows from God's grace and his mercy. It's kind of like the grace and then mercy and then peace. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have what? Peace with who? With God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first peace that you, that you and I need. It, it, before any other type of peace, we need to have peace with God. And before we, before we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are at war with Him. We're enemies of God. We hate Him. Oh, we don't walk around saying it, I hate you, God. But, but look around in the world, you're going to see that, that the world is at war with God. And it's coming out more and more in our society, in our, in our Christian nation. It's just coming to the forefront where humans, where we really are. It's through Jesus Christ that we can have peace with God. The, the war is over. We don't, you know, God has accepted us because of what Jesus did, not because of what we did. We can't get peace with God by you know, going to church and, and spending you know, an hour and a half there or, or giving money or doing works, all the different things that we think we are going to give us peace. The only way that you and I have peace is through Jesus. That's the only way. No other way. So we have the peace with God. That's, that's number one. And number two, in Philippians 4, we have the peace of God where Paul says, don't be anxious. Don't be worried about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God comes through prayer. Who are we praying to? We're praying to the God of peace. 
That's where it comes from. The, the one who we are, we are now at peace with because we have trusted in Jesus as our Lord, as our Savior, that he's taken. He's taken the penalty that you and I deserve. That's what we deserve. Hell, really. The penalty of our sins is separation from God forever and ever. And Jesus has taken it upon himself. So we have peace with God. And as we pray to him, the, the stuff in this world... I don't know about you, but this is also a verse that I turn to often. Why? Because the world we live in, our lives, who we are, we get anxious. You ever, you ever get anxious? You ever worry about anything? No, I don't. I, no, I never worry about that. I never worry. I don't know who we're trying to kid, but, but to have this peace... I don't know about you, but that's what I want. The peace which transcends all understanding. It's way beyond what you even understand. Like you're in the middle of this stuff and you have brought it to the Lord. To pray. You prayed and, and you've thanked him that he hears you. And so you, you just get this peace. And you go like, I can't even understand this. Like it, nothing has changed. All the stuff around you hasn't gotten necessarily better. Maybe it has, but probably hasn't. But you have some kind of peace inside of you. That's incredible, isn't it? That's what I want. Isaiah, he said this. He said this to the Lord, the Almighty Yahweh. He said, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast or is stayed on you, focused on the Lord, because he trusts in you. That's where we're going to find peace is, is looking to the Lord, looking to him and and staying our minds on him and trusting him because the stuff around, you're not going to find peace there. Jesus said it. We, we studied it not that long ago, John 14. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. My peace I'm going to give you. That's the peace that he wants to give to us even today. Maybe your world is spinning out of control today and you're going, wow. I, I... He wants to give you that peace. Jesus came to give you that peace. He said, I, I told you these things, John 16, so that in me, in me, Jesus said, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. Be courageous, he says. I have overcome the world. In this world, you will, it's a promise, you will have trouble. The, world me, the word there means pressure, being pressed on. You will have pressure and trouble. But he says, I have overcome the world. Grace, mercy, and peace. I think you can remember that, can't you? Say, well, people say, well, you know, uh, my memory isn't all that great. Like, what's your name again? <laughs> but I think you can remember these three words, can't you? Grace, mercy, and peace. We get this from the Father, from the Son, in truth and in love. Grace, mercy, and peace. Let's read the verse one more time before we pray. Second John, verse 3, he says, Grace 
mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. It's a promise. It's a benediction. It's a good word for you and for me. Let's pray together, shall we? Our wonderful Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for your word. I thank you just for this greeting. And, and, and we need it. I need it. I need it every day. Your grace, your mercy, and your peace in my heart and in my life. And, and I know that I'm no different from anyone else in this room, anyone else that might be listening, that God says to you, grace and mercy and peace to you. As Peter said, in abundance. Lord, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I only know my own heart, my own life, my own circumstances. But you know each and every person. You know each and every one of us. You have searched us. You know us. And you're saying to each one of us, grace. My grace, mercy, my mercy, and my peace to you. To all those who trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lord, maybe there are some here that have never trusted. They don't, they, they don't have a clue what we're even talking about here today. Maybe, maybe that's you. You need to... Open your heart and your life to Jesus and let him come in. He is the way and the truth and the life. You can simply open your heart today and say, Jesus, I, 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 I don't have any peace. I don't have any hope. I don't have any life. So I surrender today. I give up. I surrender in the war is over. Come into my heart, come into my life and save me and rescue me. Maybe some of us who are believers here today, we're, we're still fighting. It's kind of interesting that in worship so often, uh, you know, We see folks that raise their hands. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a picture of surrender, isn't it? So, Father, we surrender to you today. Forgive us for thinking that we know better, thinking that we can do it on our own. We can't. We just can't. So we come to you as, as James said, uh, humble. You give grace to the humble. We humble ourselves. We come and, and surrender and, and ask you for your grace, your mercy, and your peace in our lives today.
In Jesus' name, amen.